to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Wednesday, November 25th, 2015. Today's reading was 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1 through 22. So come on, let's discuss what we read together. Samuel has gotten old, and he makes his sons to be judges over Israel. Now, it could be that he just wanted this to fall back to the way that they used to do things when it came to the Levites and the way that rulers and ministers kind of stayed in families. Regardless of the reason, we are told that it's interesting to see how Samuel repeats a pattern that he saw take place in the life of Eli and his sons. It's easy to see others and to see their mistakes and think that somehow we're either above those things or they won't happen to us. But we see in this that Samuel makes his sons judges, but the problem is his sons don't walk in the ways of righteousness, but they turn aside after their own personal gain. Scripture tells us that they would take bribes, that they would pervert justice. And you can imagine as the gossip begins to sweep through and the people know, don't go up there because you may not get Samuel, you may get one of his sons. And if so, the outcome could be absolutely perverted because of a bribe or just because they're not actually seeking after the Lord. Now, you can think that perhaps over time, they kept giving them the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps things will change. Perhaps things will get better. Surely it won't stay like this all the time, but evidently it doesn't. And so finally, uh, under these circumstances, the elders of Israel gather together and they come to Samuel and they say to him, listen, your sons are not walking in your ways and they make a request. They want him to give them a king. They want to be like all the other nations. But this thing displeased Samuel. And it probably offended him and it, and it probably hurt him. And there were probably a whole bunch of emotions that raged. No one likes to hear that your children have made mistakes and that they are not walking well in their calling. Nobody wants to hear that people are abandoning what God has uh, set up and they want to go a different direction. And so when he says that and he hears that, Samuel shows us that his heart Um, responds in a wise way. Instead of lashing out at these elders, instead of saying this is foolish and ridiculous, instead of playing a political game and trying to talk others into manipulating them and the circumstances and getting out of it, Samuel goes to the one place that he knows he ought to go. With all his frustration, with all his displeasure, with all the hurt, with all the anger and everything else, Samuel calls on the Lord. He prays to him. And the Lord says to Samuel something that perhaps may have confused him. Uh, Perhaps he just completely disagreed. We don't know. But he tells Samuel, just obey the voice of the people. Do what they've asked you to do. Because in reality, Samuel, you need to understand this is not merely a rejection of you or even your sons. But this is a rejection of me from being king over them. 
You see, God's desire is that we would be a theocracy, that we would be a people ruled by God. And instead, they want to be like all the other nations, and they're not happy with the politics of the day. And because Samuel's sons don't do things the way that Samuel's been doing them, because Samuel's sons, there's corruption in there, they just think, well, you know what? We'll just be like everybody else, assuming that they don't have the same kind of problems, the same kind of corruption, as if we have a king that's going to solve everything. And and, and so God reminds Samuel of the ongoing pattern. The truth is that these people are just like us. And, And over and over and over, we forsake God and we serve other things and we seek to find our happiness. And we think that if we have this thing, everything will be okay. And we seek after things that cannot satisfy, that cannot solve, that cannot fix, that cannot soothe, and they chase after it. And so God says, obey their voice. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking I'd probably be reasoning, what are you talking about, God? Why would we um, do what they want? They've come and they're rejecting you. You know, if I'm Samuel, I'm thinking maybe you need to plant some lightning bolts. Maybe you should send some of those fiery serpents back. But whatever it is, Samuel goes to the people. And, and he tries to give them some counsel and he tries to help them understand exactly what this means. That if they seek after a king, it's not going to be like you think it's going to be. And so he runs down this list and surely it's not exhaustive. Perhaps these are just the things that the Lord told him. Perhaps these are things that he's gleaned from history or other nations. But he says, listen, if you get a king to reign over you, he's going to take your sons. He's going to put them in his chariots. He's going to make them be his horsemen. He's going to make them run before his chariots. Since he will be the authority of the land, he's going to have to have people subservient uh, that will carry out these roles that are going to be required. He's going to take commanders of thousands, commanders of 50, and he's going to take them and he's going to have those that are going to plow the ground and reap the harvest. He's going to have those that make implements of war and equipment for chariots. He's going to make your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. And he goes through this list of all the things. He winds up with a place that we can certainly identify with. He's going to take a tenth of all of your produce. He's going to take it and just give it to his officers and to his servants. He's going to take your servants. He's going to take the best of your young men, the best of your livestock. He's going to put them to work. He's going to take your flocks and you're going to be his slaves. And in that day, you're going to cry out because of the king. And I need for you to understand the Lord is not going to answer you. Now for me, if I'd heard something so compelling, so strong, and so deliberate from a man who has walked with God and judged over us well. If I am um, listening to a man that everyone knows that he gets a word and revelation from the Lord regularly, that he is obedient and upright, and he comes and he lays these things out before the people, you would think that people might have cause to just say, well, maybe we're missing something. Uh, Perhaps we haven't thought this all the way through. You would think that for the greedy in the crowd, they'd think, well, I'm not giving up my money. I'm not giving up my servants, my livestock, whatever it may be. You would think that perhaps the people would say, all right, no, let's let's take some time. Let's just process through this. But it's not what they do. And the people refuse to obey the voice of Samuel. And the truth is, God's already told us what they did was they refused to obey the voice of God. And they're like, no, we want a king over us. We don't care what you say. We don't care about this list. We want to be like everyone else. 
And we want this king not only to judge us, but he want, we want him to go out before us and, and fight our battles. And so Samuel hears all of these words, and it must have been very disappointing. It, it must have been somewhat frightening. It, it certainly must have been hurtful. This elderly um, servant who has walked with these people and loved them and served them his entire life has the people say, we don't care what you say. We're going to do this. We want a king. So Samuel goes back and he does exactly what he did the first time. He tells the Lord as if the Lord doesn't know. You know, for us, when we pray, there's so much benefit in us finding voice. It helps us to understand where our heart is at because it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth will speak. And so he tells the Lord, this is what they said. And so he tells Samuel to do what they ask. If this is what they want, then let's make them a king. And so Samuel goes back to them and he commands them, you know what? Just go back home. Your wish is going to be granted. And I pray that you understand the ramifications. Go home. We'll talk about this later. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle thejohnnicks. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.